It's the Stand On It Podcast. It's true. Title of tonight's episode, We Eat, They Eat More. Alright, let's get into it. So, it's your favorite reacher here, Truth. I want you to think about these things. So, what if I told you this was a description? Depressed mood, indigestion, heartburn, kidney failure, pneumonia, loss of appetite, loss of hair. Loss of eyesight. Now, you might be thinking, boy, all of those are some pretty rough things. I would agree. But guess what? All of those things that I just mentioned are symptoms of medicines people are taking. Yeah, all of these things are symptoms of medicines that people are taking. I want you to think about this. Here's the first one. I know you done seen this commercial. Prilosec. Nexium. This is for heartburn. Some of the side effects of that medicine I just mentioned. Associated pneumonia. But they're not telling you about that. Big Tarvey. Big Tarvey is, and I'm sure y'all have seen these commercials, because they make it seem so cool it's either a man and a woman walking together at the beach or it's two men on the rooftop just having the time of their life. It's a HIV uh, managing medicine. That's what it is. And the side effects, weight gain, chest pain, bloating, depressed mood, indigestion, intense headaches, all of these are the side effects. <clears throat> but I'm going to put all this together in tonight's show because it's titled We Eat, They Eat More. And Big Tarvey is not something that's a result of something we eat. But I threw Big Tarvey in there because I want you to understand all of these things are related to choices we make. So think about this, and I'm going to use people that look like me as the example. We'll take a pill to do some shit we know we shouldn't be doing. Think about that. We'll take a pill. Oh, I know I ain't supposed to be eating that pork chop. Let me go ahead and take a pill for this heartburn. But I know that's just going to run my blood sugar. Let me double up on my insulin today. Boy, I know. I know. AIDS, HIV going around out here in these streets. It's cool. She looks safe. He look cool. See, that's how we start reasoning. Or it ain't about he looks safe or he look cool. 
Look how cool they're making the commercials look now. So it's like, I just take a pill. Let me ask y'all something. Y'all ever seen somebody die AIDS? I have. I've seen two people die AIDS. Yeah. They get these things in their mouth called lesions. Twists like these big sores in their mouth, and they have to eat ice, and you got to press their wounds and stuff like that. That ain't. So when I seen that, personally, it sunk in for me way back then. Like, hey, you need to be careful how you're moving out here and watch what you're doing. You know, even me coming up had reached a point where I was almost 600 pounds. And I knew diabetes, cancer, all of that ran in our family. But knowing that, was I supposed to just keep going? Like, oh, you know what? And then some of us will say that, oh, that ran in my family. Like, you don't have a choice or how you can, everything ain't hereditary. Some of it is just diet, exercise, choices. HIV, unless the parent had it when they got it, that's not hereditary. You can make a choice. But see, we don't make a choice. And they don't want us to make a choice. I want y'all to think about this. So, when you take in a lot of fatty foods, when you take in a lot of nitrates, nitrates are stuff like you'll find in hot dogs, a lot of sausages, stuff like that, a lot of fatty foods, think about beef, pork, all type of stuff like that. When you ingest all that into the liver at one time and the liver can't break it all down, the liver becomes a fatty liver and then it also just changes everything over the fat. And the leading thing that pushes this, chocolate, which is sugar, fatty foods. So all of these are what's called trigger foods. But again, we'll know that we have these things and we'll just say, hey, don't worry about it. I'll just take a pill. It'll be okay. Now I'm about to hop over and transition into a subject that touches home even more. So I started noticing this probably four years ago. Yeah, my daughter's at middle school. Picking up from middle school one day, and I just happened to look up. I'm like, what is these girls are looking grown. And even when she was in elementary school, I started seeing more and more. Listen, I, uh, I was born in the 80s. When I was in school, you may have had a couple of girls who were thick or who looked grown women, but it wasn't a lot of them. Now, this is the norm of why these girls are looking like this. You're seeing, you see all the jokes that people put out like, boy, ain't no way that boy 16, 17. He look like he been working at the plant for 10 years. Like, you see that type stuff. But don't nobody want to try and dig into why is it like this? What is going on? What's happening? Young kids and hormones. That's what it is. It's these young kids and these hormones and you might say, well, it's kids. Well, I'm going to give y'all a Bible verse before we start this thing off when I break all this down. So, there were the three Hebrew boys. <clears throat> this was in Daniel, the book of Daniel. The three Hebrew boys 
uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So King Nebuchadnezzar, he wanted them to come in because he was trying to get all uh, the young boys uh, of a certain age to come in. They were going to be under his tutelage for three years. He had a specific diet he wanted them to have to fatten them up so they could look well. So the diet was just a diet that was full of the choicest wines, the fattiest foods, pigs, all of that stuff. And so they like, nah, we don't, we ain't trying to, you know, get down with that. We, we don't want to do that. And so when that happened, they could have risked death because at the end, if they would have looked weak or frail, not only would they have been killed, but the handler who was supposed to be feeding them would have been killed if he didn't enforce their diet. So that they just say, well, you know what? These are the situations we're in. This is what we got to do. Nah, check it. Daniel 1, 11 through 15. Daniel said to the guard whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food. And treat your servants in accordance with what you see. So he agreed to this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any other young men who ate the royal food. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables instead. So these were young men who had all of the choices foods, but they knew like, now nah, we don't need to eat that. Now, some understand the scripture and say, well, they knew it because the, the food was defiled and the wine could have been potentially defiled from old covenants or whatever. Now, one research point I, I found, and I'm more aligned with that one, is that the food he knew would create a relationship. If he ate of the king's food, he was saying, hey, I'm agreeing to a relationship. Now, follow me. When you first meet somebody, when you date them, what you say? I'm going to go get something to eat. Most of the time, the first date is you getting something to eat. When somebody celebrate, hey, let's, let's go out to eat. It's the relationship that's created. So that makes sense to me from that perspective, thinking about it like, Hmm. He knew the relationship that that would create. Stay with me. All right. So now when we're talking about today, remember, those were young boys as well. Today, when we're talking about young kids, uh, young men, young women, there's something that's called precocious puberty. Yes, precocious puberty. It's a real thing. All right, let me read you about this. Precocious puberty. What's causing the problem? Scientists have linked the trends in early puberty to several different factors. Society has begun moving at a faster and faster pace. Convenience foods and ready-made products have become a regular part of everyday life. These conveniences, however, are one of the most obvious links to early puberty. The FDA currently allows six hormones in the food supply, including estradiol, estriol, testosterone, and progesterone, the sex hormones that can accelerate the age at which 
puberty occurs. The obesity epidemic plays a role as well. Estrogens are made and stored in fat tissue, increasing exposure in overweight and obese children. This is an article that was published in 2020. And like I said, I've been looking at this now for a few years. Like, whoa, like, what's going on? Here's some more. And, of course, toxins found in everyday products can be a culprit as well. Household products like hand soap, shampoos, cosmetics, and cleaning products contain chemicals, namely parabens, that are known as exenogens and can mimic estrogen in the body, increasing the likelihood of early puberty. What are the treatment options? In most cases of precocious puberty, a monthly injection of a medication such as loprolide is a sufficient treatment. The drug delays development until the child reaches the normal age of puberty. Upon discontinuation of the medication, the process of puberty resumes. So you see where I'm going with this? If not, let me bring it all together for you. So, we talked about taking pills and things like that to do things that we could make better choices around. We talked about the book of Daniel, the Hebrew boys who made the choice like, nah, we're not going to do that because they knew the relationship with food. Now when we look at this, we're looking at kids And now they're also saying, hey, if you want to just reverse this precocious puberty, this early stages of puberty where girls are hitting puberty at six, seven years old, hey, we got a shot for that. And we'll keep them on that shot until they reach the normal age of puberty. Stop the shot, puberty resumes. Hmm. Yeah, so that's another relationship. So let me tie together what I'm talking about with this relationship. Remember Daniel said, hmm, I don't want that food because I know it creates a relationship with the king. Remember I said we go out first time, hey, you want to go get something to eat? That's the relationship. So when we're making these choices, we're creating a relationship with the biggest drug dealers in the world. And that's why I say we eat, they eat more. They get more, 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 more on top. And I'm going to break that down, too. How much money are they really getting? So, again, like I said, Daniel knew this symbolized a relationship. Um, And with that relationship that came with it, he wasn't for that. So what I want y'all to think about is this. And I thought about me coming up and some of the girls and stuff I came up around. See, the thing was with us, we weren't going out to eat. First off, it was it was just too many of us anyway. We would go out to eat now and then, but my mom was cooking. That's what it was, cooking. We had a little garden too. So we was eating a lot of fresh stuff and cooking. It wasn't none of that processed stuff. Um, hot dogs, we had hot dogs every now and then. Um, and when she grilled, she may put some hot dogs or something on the grill. But this wasn't something we was eating all the time. Like, you didn't see them specials get 50 nuggets for $2. You didn't see stuff like that back in the day. But now you see stuff like that. And it's just the worst. It's You see what it's doing to the kids. 
And when you see these kids, and if you don't believe me, just try this. <clears throat> One day, if you ain't got shit going on, just pull up to any fast food restaurant and just sit there and observe the majority of the people who come through there eating that food. I'm not even talking about color. Just judge their appearance. Judge the appearance of a lot of people who come through there eating that food. And there's a reason. It's the type of food that they're putting in their body. So, let's take it a little bit further. <clears throat> Something else I'm noticing. There was a 16-year-old who posted a picture of a honey pack. At 16, a honey pack. A honey pack is supposed to be like a, a male enhancer, a new male enhancer, these honey packs. 16 years old. I saw another 22-year-old. He posted some dick pills. And, man, listen here, man. I'm not trying to do TMI, but at 16 and 22, them the last things I was worried about. Like, come on, man. Dick hard 10 days. <laughs> Dick out here on pills at 16 and 22? Come on, man. And then they get on these perks. And what they don't understand is, boy, that perk of how you stroking out, boy. Like your heart get to fluttering and you trying to beat something into the mattress. And you listen. And now they stepping on these pills, putting all this fentanyl on there. And here's the thing. We'll get into that later on. But people like, yeah, fentanyl is hitting the streets. Who you think put it there? Oh, these switches, these guns are in the neighborhoods. How they get there? Oh, they robbed the cargo train. How they knew the guns was in there? Nobody asking these type questions. Just going, oh yeah, they stuff just popping up in the hood. Just popping up in the streets. No, it's not. It's the biggest drug dealers in the world. Pay attention. There's relationships all behind it. <clears throat> So, here's what I want you to think as well. Um, we talked about these nitrates and things like that, these processed foods. So, I want you to think about the impacts. But before I play you this video about the impacts of processed foods on the body, when I'm talking about this relationship uh, that's occurring when it comes to uh, the biggest drug dealers in the world, which is the U.S. pharmaceutical in industry. The U.S. pharmaceutical industry earned $550 billion in annual revenue in 2021. $550 billion annual revenue 2021. Americans spent $576.9 billion on medicine in 2021. The U.S. is projected to spend 600 to 635 billion on medicine in 2025. That's medicine. Now, here's the other breakdown. I'm going to put this on the screen too and let you see this. So there's domestic 
In international revenue, U.S. pharmaceutical industry, 2010 to 2020. I did some research on that. But I'm going to show you 2017 to 2020. So we'll just say 2020 right now. In 2020, the total was $424 billion. $307 billion of that was domestic. Only $117 billion was international. Now, that's still a lot, but think of all the people who are in these relationships right next to us in this great old USA. And now, don't get me wrong, there are some things that warrant medications. Some things you can't help, but a lot of it is just poor choices. We improve our diet. We improve our, our physical fitness. This will get us off a lot of those pills. For sure I know blood pressure and diabetes. There's countless examples of people who've gotten off of these medications by changing their diets. People have overcome cancer by changing their diets. One of the biggest fuels of cancer is sugar. And people just continually feed it to themselves. Oh, I got a sweet tooth. Oh, I got a taste for something sweet. And don't get me wrong, I be having a taste for something sweet. But a taste isn't every day. If it's every day, that becomes your diet. That's not a taste. A taste is, I get a taste, I'm good, keep pushing. But no, if you getting a taste every day, no. That's your diet. Let's, let's just call it what it is. That's your diet at that point. But anyway, <clears throat> let's look at this video I have about the impact of processed foods on your diet. The impact of processed foods on your diet. Here we go. Processed food is high sugar, low fiber. High sugar for palatability, low fiber for shelf life. So think about that. I'm just stop that right there. High sugar so it tastes good. Low fiber so we can keep it on the shelf until somebody come and get this good tasting food. That's what we go put in our bodies. All right. So let me bring it a little bit further as I want to look and see what he has to say here. Here we go. When you're consuming processed food, the sugars, the glucose, the fructose, the sucrose, the digested starch, gets absorbed in the first part of the intestine very rapidly and goes straight to the liver. The liver gets overwhelmed and it has no choice but to take the excess energy and turn it into fat. When your liver turns energy into fat, that's when disease starts. That's what causes chronic metabolic disease, such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, fatty liver disease, uh, uh, polycystic ovarian disease, uh, cancer. So, you hear what he's saying about the foods we're taking in? It's directly tied to our diet. <laughs> directly. I'm going to pause the video here because I want you to look at the screen. Those are those uh, get 50 for $2 chicken nuggets that a lot of parents are feeding their kids because it's quick. 
I don't feel like making dinner tonight. I'll just pick this up. It's cheap. It'll feed a lot of people. Okay. There's a price that come with being cheap and feeding a lot of people. Let's keep the video going. Fiber prevents that. So when you consume real food, you are protecting your liver and feeding your gut. Now, we're about to see when did this kind of shift? Because I was kind of curious, too. When did this kind of shift? In the 1960s, women were going back to work. And the problem was cooking takes a while. Breakfast cereal uh, companies started making foods that were easy to buy, easy to pour, live on a shelf, virtually, you know, unlimited shelf life. They took off like wildfire. And it's very clear why. Uh, Number one, uh, they were cheap. Number two, they were subsidized. And number three, they were delicious. Processed food has a label because they have to say what they did to it or what they put into it or what they took out of it or what's in it because it's not what normally is in it. If there's added sugar, it's been processed. If the dietary fiber is lower than five grams, it's also been processed. Wow. So, yeah, I'm going to put the link to this video, too. I'm going to put it in the comments. But, yeah, that's uh, giving you a breakdown of exactly what this doing. And, I, like I said, I was always curious, like, when did this start to shift? And like you said, in the 1960s, women started going back to work. Um, it was convenient. It tasted good. It was subsidized. Like, all of that. Like, hey, let's bring this. And something that I was reading as well. That it brought up, it talked about additives are the worst thing. It creates fertility problems. It creates brain problems. And it said you can see some of the most simple additives just by this. And it blew my mind, but it shouldn't have because I'm like, damn, that's common sense. If you pour your cereal in the milk and the milk is now stained with the color of the cereal, do you understand what you just put in your body? That food coloring. Think of back in the day, and this was a popular soda when I was coming up. Mellow Yellow, Mountain Dew. Look up yellow number five, food coloring. And then look at the effects and impacts that it has on the body. I knew somebody that used to drink four Mountain Dews a day. For a day. And boy, you know, and I get it. When you're younger, you think, yeah, you know, it's cool. I'm young. But when I'm seeing older people doing this, I'm like, you on borrowed time. I can't even sugarcoat that because it's just a matter of time that's going to catch up with you. The next thing I want us to talk about as we get ready to close out here. Y'all remember them? Yeah, y'all remember these kids? Yeah, Hot Cheetos and Takis. That was the rich kids. They had that song back in the day, Hot Cheetos and Takis. You see kids all the time today eating Takis, Takis, Takis. 
Listen, parents, you got to stop feeding your kids this stuff. You just have to. Let me show you this video about these Takis and what's going on with Takis. The school year is almost here, and before long, you'll be making the kids' lunches again, right? Yes, indeed. But now doctors are alerting parents about a popular snack that could land your child in the ER. You see it right there, flaming hot. Now, 7 Action News reporter Jennifer Ann Wilson is here with the snack you may want to consider skipping. Spicy snacks like flaming hot Cheetos and Takis have become so popular that now you're seeing this fiery red powder on just about everything from popcorn to pork rinds to potato chips. And ask any kid, they'll tell you you can't stop at just one. And doctors say it could be doing damage to your kid's digestive system. Okay, hot Cheetos and Takis. From rap videos to local playgrounds, the consensus is in. I like them because I like spicy stuff and hot Cheetos are like spicy. That's nine-year-old Kayla. Her mom, Jeanette Tyser, owns every girl's dream summer camp for girls 5 through 12, and she's very familiar with the flaming hot craze. The kids, I offer them a snack in the morning and afternoon. In the morning, it's more of a healthy snack, fresh fruit. In the afternoon, I let them have more of a junk food type of snack. Um, One of their major requests would be uh, hot Cheetos. But could all this heat actually be dangerous? There's a lot of things that go around um, on the internet as far as kids being rushed to emergency for stomach pain or vomiting. So these hot Cheetos and these hot snacks actually can damage your stomach because of the increased acidity that it can produce. WXYZ's Dr. Partha Nandy is a gastroenterologist and he's seen what these sizzling snacks can do. So these kids are eating them and, and they're having a lot of pain. It's because the amount of acid is more than the stomach and also the esophagus can handle. So bad that they end up in the emergency room. On top of that, just a small bag of these has 24 grams of fat and over 1,200 milligrams of sodium. Hey, man. We eat. They eat more. And it's impacting your kids. Like, And it's really not funny, but I have to make light of it. Like... I couldn't imagine me coming up and eating something <laughs> that I knew was going to have to take me to the emergency room. My parents about to be pissed because now <laughs> I've created a bill. I got them stopping what they do <laughs> to take me to the emergency room for eating some bullshit. After I get fixed at the emergency room, I'm getting the ass whooping. And being told, you better not eat that again. But now, parents are just feeding this to kids and like, hey, if we need to go to the hospital, we just going to go into the hospital. Did you see how much sodium they said was in that stuff? The acid, the lady holding her fingers up and they are covered in orange from just eating this bag of Takis or the flaming Hot Cheetos. And you ever wonder why you don't see this type stuff served in other countries? You ever wonder why I just showed where it said our international medicine bill was half of what it is in our country? The international consumption of our medications is half. The obesity rate is way lower. The cancer rates are way lower. 
It's not by coincidence. It's tied to the diet and the foods that we're putting out. Do you know, like, the Big Macs in in China and things like that, people go over there and be like, boy, that food in China don't taste right. Nah, we ain't bullshit. They can't put all their additives. The government won't allow them to do that to their food. He said it in the video. They have to tell you what's in it and what's not in it. If it's 5% of lower than this, it's processed. If it's this percentage or higher than that, it's processed. See, the difference is the Chinese people not even go put it on this stuff and let you make a decision to still put it in your body. But see, we'll put it on there because guess what? Anybody go read. Because it tastes good. And it might be cheap. But I really want you to think about it. You know, um, every time we make these decisions and we form this relationship, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you are forming a relationship with the biggest drug dealers in the world. And as you eat, they continue to eat more. So, yeah, make sure you subscribe, like, rate, and review us. Turn your notifications on so you're notified when the latest episode comes out. Audio episode drops every Friday on streaming platforms. The video episode will be out at 5 o'clock on Thursdays. So the video episode drops at 5 on Thursdays. Until then, it's true.